Welcome to the Buick Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and on this podcast, we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories, and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. Do you want to become part of the Buick Outdoors team, represent one of the best Northern BC YouTube channels, and help us grow? If you do, then check out our brand new online store. We have a bunch of new merch set up and ready to sell. We have everything from hats, shirts, sweaters, cups, mugs, backpacks, pillows, and the list goes on. It's also made for men, women, children, toddlers, and we even have something for your pets. We have several designs to choose from and a bunch of different colors and sizes. Head over to shop.spreadshirt.ca slash buickoutdoors to check it out. That's shop.spreadshirt.ca slash buick outdoors and join the team today hey everyone welcome back to another buick outdoors podcast uh before we start here uh if you're watching this on youtube uh hopefully in behind me here is a nice little screen some sort of a background display i'm trying something new i have a green screen all set up uh if it doesn't work well then obviously it's just a a green background but uh you know seeing how we're well into the summer months here now. Uh, unfortunately, I've just been so caught up and busy with moving and getting to know the new area and all that stuff. I just haven't really uh, taken the time to do a podcast in a while, so I apologize for that. Uh, but, you know, we're slowly getting all settled in here at our new town and a new house. And, uh, yeah, seeing how we're in summertime here now, uh, I really wanted to touch bases and just kind of talk about, like, camping season. Uh you know, my, my cousin reached out to me, it was a little while ago now, and she was wondering kind of just a very simple, basic question of uh, just what to bring on like a one day kind of camping trip. And it it kind of depends on exactly what it is that you're doing. Uh, for someone like her, I highly doubt they're going to be hiking in like 12 kilometers and camping out and then hiking out. 12 kilometers the next day uh it sounded like it was just kind of like a quick overnight trip and uh you know i really like to focus on kind of that side of things uh just the nice easy basic simple stuff uh you know if you are into the multiple day trips and stuff chances are you already kind of know what you need and i like to focus more on like the beginner side of stuff so, like, you know, if you're wanting to go out camping, oh man, the most simple thing I can say is that you need a tent, a sleeping bag, some food, and some water. You know, don't don't overthink it. Don't spend a crazy amount of money either. You know, you can go down to, say, like, Canadian Tire, Walmart. I don't know... If like Cabela's or like Sportsman Warehouse or anything like that would have little bundles. But you can buy the little bundles where it, it comes with, there's like, there's a tent, uh, sleeping bags. There's usually a tent, two sleeping bags, two chairs, sometimes like a cooler or something like that. And I mean, really, if you're going out in June or July and you're just kind of camping out in a campground overnight with your car right there or truck, whatever it is that you drive. I mean, really, that's all that you need. And those those sets, I don't know the exact numbers, but they're between like 80 to 200 bucks kind of a thing. So, 
you don't you don't really need to go out and spend a pile of money. Uh, same thing if you're worried about like the temperature ratings. Uh, man, just get like a plus five sleeping bag. Uh, if you're really worried about it, get like a minus five sleeping bag. Because chances are, if you're new to this, you're not going to be camping out in October or November where it can hit minus 20 or sometimes even minus 30. So you don't need those, you know, 400 to $1,000 minus 40 sleeping bags. Uh, and like you're not going to be out in the springtime either. Plus, if the weather does deteriorate bad enough, you're just going to pack up your stuff and go home anyways. So, I mean, really, you don't need the extreme duty, you know, can withstand hurricane winds or torrential downpours. Because, like, if that happens, I mean, like, even myself, I'm going home. Like, you know, so, like, you you don't need all that really, really fancy equipment. And, you know, I'm telling you, like, when I grew up, uh, Dad, he had a holiday trailer. But, like, my most memorable experiences out camping was just in the tent along the side of the graham river and we just had a cooler propane stove a handful of pots and pans and just whatever food that we brought with us plus at the time the fishing was phenomenal on the graham river so really we basically ate out of the river while we were there and even the water uh we would bring like a flat of water kind of a thing but for the most part we just drank the river water uh so, I mean, if you're just getting into camping and you want to go to one of these local places, you know, like Ingle Lake, Cameron Lake, Moberly, Gwillem, Moosehead, uh, you know, any, and I mean, that's just in this area. It depends on where you live, but any just real local campsites, you really, you don't need a whole pile of stuff. You don't need a Yeti cooler. You just need a cheap little coleman thing if you're there for a day i mean really chances are you're bringing hot dogs or hamburgers and uh you're gonna be kind of cooking over the fire uh you know so like just don't overthink it just enjoy your time get out there the biggest thing is is just don't don't complicate it uh you know just take your time have fun have a nice little campfire if there's no fire bands and just, you know, enjoy nature. Get out of the city for a little bit. And, you know, listen to the squirrels. Listen to the birds. Uh, it's not about having the fanciest equipment. Don't worry about what your neighbors have and stuff. You know, everybody starts out. Uh, there's been several trips where I went camping. And the only thing I had was a tarp and a sleeping bag. Heck, there's there's been a lot of trips that have been, like, just amazing trips where I slept under the stars. You know, I took a sleeping bag, found a nice little spot on the ground, and I said, well, that's good enough. There's no roots and no sticks, and I just put my sleeping bag down, and that's where I slept. I mean, it has to be perfect weather for that to a certain degree, but, you know, it was an amazing little trip. You know, me and the dogs, we go out and we do that quite a bit. I mean, you've seen it on the channel. The one, one trip I made, I didn't even bring a sleeping bag. I brought a little... Now, uh, what are they? $25 SOS, you know, Save Our Souls uh, survival kit. And I seen if I could spend the night with it, and I did. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, you can go extremely cheap or you can get extremely expensive. But, you know, it. the fact is you just want to go out and enjoy yourself. 
So when it comes down to it, uh, you just need your essentials. Food, water, shelter. So if you have a cheap little tent, whether you buy it from whatever, Canadian Tire, Walmart, Amazon. Uh, I got a two-person backpacking tent off Amazon for 80 bucks. You can do the same thing at uh, Walmart and Canadian Tire. They always have some sort of a cheapo one there, and really you don't need anything expensive. Same thing with the sleeping bags. Uh, you know, the kind of minus 5 to plus 10 is the range I would recommend if you're just starting out. Because like I said, if the weather is that bad, you're not going to stay there. Uh, you just got to watch out when it gets into late July and into August. Uh, up in the north anyways, you could potentially run into uh, some frost in the morning. So that's where I would recommend like that minus 5, minus 10-ish if you're going into that later season. Uh, but, you know, if you're just going out kind of basically June and July, which most people do, like a minus 5 is going to be almost too much on some nights because there's some nights where it'll get it'll stay like plus 15 at night, you know. But uh, those days you just kind of leave your... your uh, sleeping bag unzipped with your leg out kind of a thing and uh yeah you'll be nice and comfy uh one thing that you might want to splurge on a little bit is some sort of a a cot or a pad to sleep on and again with with those you don't need like a self-inflating air pad you don't need a oh what the heck are they called whatever you don't need a name brand you know quote-unquote sleeping pad Honestly, if you go and you buy like one or two cheap, uh, like five or ten dollar yoga mats, it's surprisingly a lot of comfort that you get out of it. It's just enough to elevate you that slight little bit off the ground, and really, it's not going to insulate you at all. But it, again, if you're in June or July, you don't really need the insulation. It's mainly just to keep like the sharp rocks and little sticks and just a little irritation stuff that really kind of like jabs you on your side every once in a while kind of a thing. And those yoga mats, like I said, they're whatever, 5 to $20. Like it's, you'll be actually very surprised at how comfortable those things are once as you uh, kind of lay down on one on the ground, especially if you compare it to just laying straight on the ground. Or if you have a couple of just kind of old junky uh blankets laying around just fold one of those up in half put that down and you're you're good to go uh you know and like when it comes to cooking and stuff you can get a coleman two burner stove or you can buy like one of the little knockoff ones uh i have a knockoff one i've had it for oh geez years i think my auntie kim got it for me for a christmas present when i was like I don't even know, 16 or something like that, and I'm turning 31 here. <laughs> so I, it, this one has lasted. I can't uh, can't exactly say all the cheapo ones will last this long, but I've had great luck, and I've used it a ton. Uh, same with, like, lanterns and headlamps and all that stuff. They are good to have, especially a headlamp. Uh, you know, Energizers, they make a pile of them. Uh, the lumens kind of 
determines the price you can get like the 100 lumen up to i think 350 maybe even 400 lumens and they usually run off a of two triple a or three triple a or two double a batteries and you can get them for like 25 bucks uh the last ones i bought i think it was a pack of two for like 40 dollars and uh they work flawlessly and uh yeah if you end up do breaking it or losing it you know it's it's 20 dollars it's not like some fancy ones that are uh, rechargeable and they're LED and yada, 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 whatever. And it's like, man, if you lose this thing, you're actually out a lot of money. But, uh, yeah, you know, I I can't help but just stay, just get the bare necessities. And if you want to upgrade as you go, you can. And even when you upgrade, you don't have to jump in price by a lot instead of... Uh, buying like the mountain warehouse or whatever it is you know just get the slightly better woods or coleman or whatever you know what i mean uh yeah don't go broke to go out and to live like homeless person basically right uh if you're into holiday trailers and stuff uh, again when it comes to like holiday trailers and motor homes and stuff like that they are nice, but, uh, you know, don't compare yourself to your neighbors kind of a thing. Uh, one thing that I have been telling people uh, lately is that if there's a place that you can actually rent uh, a holiday trailer, I would suggest maybe not fully going that way, but at least think about it. Uh, you know, a lot of people, they spend on the cheaper side. $30,000 on the kind of expensive side, $120,000 on motorhomes and holiday trailers. And a lot of people, they take them out maybe four times to six times a year, use them for a night or two nights at the most on a long weekend kind of a thing. And then the rest of the time, they're just kind of parked in the driveway and you're still making like those $300 a month payments on it, on the cheap side <laughs> the more expensive ones it's who knows how much so i mean and then well also you're using it from kind of may long weekend to september long weekend and then after that it's parked so for the rest of the year you're making these massive payments on something that i mean i guess you could use but chances are you're not going to because you know it's no fun in a holiday trailer when it's minus 20 or minus 30 you know you can turn on your your furnace and stuff but you sure aren't going to have any water out there but uh you know a lot of times depending on the places that you live you can get rental holiday trailers and they are a bit expensive you know i want to say they're about 300 a night kind of a thing uh, but when you look at the long-term things, if you rent it for, say, two nights, that's $600. It's a lot of money, plus your, whatever it is, $20 to $100 a night uh, at the campsite. The campsite fee, we're just not even going to talk about that because they always change depending on what areas that you're in, what kind of reservation system that they run, or if they run any at all. Uh, but anyways... You spend, say it's 600 bucks for two nights to rent a holiday trailer. It sounds extremely expensive, 
But if you're only going to use it two or three times, we'll call that three months payments on a holiday trailer that you bought. And that's not including the insurance for the holiday trailer. And really, that's three payments that you would have made on a holiday trailer. And you still have another nine months of payments that would go into this holiday trailer as well kind of a thing. So, yeah, if you're wanting to do holiday trailers, I mean, by all means, you you can buy them. And they, the price range is huge. It is massive. But, uh, you know, a lot of times, too, with trailers, uh, the floor plans are all generally the same. Uh, it's just what materials are built out of them and how thick the walls are, how much insulation. Some have a couple of better things, like some have LED lights instead of bulb lights. Uh, you know, if you get something like mine where it's a coachman, it's one of the cheaper ones. Mine was... I think it was $36,000. Now, if I would have got the Grand Design or the Jayco, uh, what's the other one? Yeah, whatever they are. Uh, they were up around $60,000. Now, granted, they do have better stairs. They have better walls. The cupboards are thicker wood, and it's like plywood instead of like that particle board kind of stuff. And uh, some of the water tanks are, they have like a heating pad on them and all that good stuff. And I mean, really, it could extend my season by maybe two weeks. And so, you know, I think I would rather just winterize my holiday trailer at the end of September instead of middle of October. Plus, if you stretch it out and you kind of screw up and you go to work and it turns minus 10... And you didn't winterize your lines. I mean, you really didn't extend anything. All you did was freeze and bust a bunch of lines in your water tank kind of thing. And now you're out a couple thousand dollars that you got to fix up. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to holiday trailers, RVs, tent trailers, you know, shop around. If you, uh, if you find a floor plan that you really like and it's a 2000 and... 24 whatever like the next latest and greatest one coming up if you like that one uh honestly look at one that's two years older and it's used because the chances are normally what happens when you buy a brand new holiday trailer your first two or three trips are a complete nightmare you go out, you find out this hose leaks, that hose leaks, this piece is broken, that piece is broken. You take it back in, they warranty everything. The next trip out, oh, your slide leaks or this window has a gap in it. You bring it back in, they warranty everything. You take it out the third time and it's, oh, well, you know, maybe the wheel bearing is a little bit iffy. So you take that in, they warranty it. And then by the time that's all said and done, your season's over. And then the next year, the latest and greatest one comes out and there's a lot of people that'll take theirs that they've just put it through the ringer and they just barely broke it all in and they just finished repairing all the uh, screw-ups and everything like that that you're going to have to repair if you buy a brand new and they sell it for, you know, whatever, 75% of the price. So instead of it being $50,000, they're selling theirs for like 35000 just to get rid of it 
so they can buy this next one kind of a deal. Uh, but you also run the risk of somebody took theirs out down some terrible road and just, you know, put the hammer down. And you know, who knows? So there is that slight little risk as well. But for the most part, most people around here anyways, it seems, either people use them for hunting like I do. And I mean, they're not in bad shape, but they could be slightly in rough shape. Or they hook onto the trailer, they go down to the first RV park that they find, they park it overnight, they sleep in it, they wake up, they have the coffee, campfire, make some lunch, play a game or two, go to the river for the afternoon, go to bed that night, wake up, pack up, and go home. And they do that, they don't put any miles on it, like the little pieces of rubber still sticking off the tires that they're so brand new kind of a thing, and then they sell it for half the price. So, I mean, when it comes to those things, you know, shop around a little bit. Uh, and again, if you are going to be buying something, though, make sure it's something that it's going to work. If if it doesn't have exactly what you want or need, don't buy it. Uh, I made the mistake of going, yeah, it works. I can make do with this. And what that was, was a waste of $30,000, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, when I first got it, you're all happy and you're pumped up and you're excited. And you're like, yeah, this is great. This is awesome. I love it. After about a month, you're like, okay, maybe, maybe that one cupboard there, maybe I really actually don't like that. Or I wanted one that had an enclosed room. My first trailer that I bought, it had like fold down walls that you propped up and it was kind of like a hybrid not quite a tent trailer but sort of it had a big 8x10 deck on front that I could drive my side by side up onto and then when I pull that off the front and the back walls they fold down and there's canvas walls and you put them up and I thought ah we can make do with that I'm not going to spend my money on a toy hauler or like a better toy hauler where it actually loads into the trailer and looking back now i think if i would have bought like an actual real toy hauler uh i probably wouldn't have sold it kind of a thing uh so and when i bought this trailer that i have now uh you almost have to be i don't want to say arrogant but you you need to know what it is that you like and unfortunately, with that, you either need a lot of experience walking through a ton of trailers or you've had to have owned one or two or three or whatever, unfortunately. And you kind of start to pick and choose what you like, what you don't like. You know, my old trailer had this. I don't want that. I wish my other trailer had that. This one does have that kind of a thing. So you really have to kind of shop around and eventually you will find one that you like. Uh, for instance, my trailer now. When I started looking at trailers, it had to have a bedroom that I can close the door. And then it also had to have a TV that was directly across from uh, like the living room couch. Because I know a lot of other trailers, it has the dividing wall where you can go into your bedroom, close the door, and you have your own privacy and your own bedroom, and you're away from the rest of the trailer. But that wall is also where the TV is. So even though you have like your uh, 
dinette set and then like your couch everybody has to sit kind of like at an angle at 45 to look at the tv and if you watch one or two movies on a day where it's just a torrential downpour and you don't go outside you'll learn very 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 fast that you don't want that well at least i didn't who knows you might want that uh you know same thing with mine i wanted bunk beds whether it is because you know i want kids and you know right now we don't have kids so right now the bunk on top it's extra storage the bunk on the bottom that's the dog's bed or it'll be a guest bed same thing with the couch it's a pull-out couch folds down into a bed perfect the table and chairs the table had to be solid uh my other trailer it didn't have that the solid post in the middle this one has two uh my old trailer just had like these little flimsy drop down legs and it seemed to work at first until you kind of put your arms on the edge of the table and you push down on it if you're kind of scooting over you're standing up that whole table would almost flip up and then also if you kind of hit it with your elbow the whole table would shift and we've spilled so many like drinks and water bottles and pops and stuff over the years like it it was just terrible so i had my little list of need to haves and that was just from spending time in like my cousin's holiday trailer my dad's old holiday trailer my dad's new trailer my first trailer and i just went okay i have a list of things that i absolutely need if i'm spending you know, upwards up to fifty thousand dollars. I'm gonna make it exactly what I want. Then that way, there's uh, there's no kind of remorse. You know, you every time I take my trailer out, I love it. There's a great big slide on the one side. The whole living room, kitchen area, it doubles in size. I have my bunk beds. I have my toilet with a stand up shower, and the shower has like an actual tub in it. Again. If I have kids, I can actually bathe my kids there. I don't have to use like a tote or anything like that. And in the front, the door shuts and I have my own room. Nobody goes in there. Nobody sees my room. It's just, it's closed off. It's my, my little piece of privacy kind of a thing. So it's it's nice once you kind of figure it out. But uh, yeah. So with it being camping season, uh, make sure you guys head out and enjoy the outdoors uh you know just make it simple uh right now it seems like there's a lot of uh kind of like reservations going on right now uh it seems like uh i don't even know what the website's called but it seems like a lot of campgrounds are going to a, a reservation type of uh sites where you have to actually go online book a site kind of prepay for it or put a deposit down or something i haven't really looked into it to be honest with you and uh down south it seems to be okay but you know if you're gonna do that and you reserve a site and go through all the trouble actually use it please uh there's so many people i had to get off of like all these you know bc camping pages and stuff like that because it was just a bunch of people saying hey last minute it's Friday, we have a reservation for Saturday, Sunday at lot 402, whatever it was. We can't make it. Does anybody want it? And I I think that's very, 
irresponsible and arrogant. I don't like it. I really enjoy the kind of first come, first serve to a certain degree. Uh, if it's a extremely busy place, then it, the reservation, uh, it helps a little bit as long as people actually follow through with their plans. Because it's, it's very, very, very annoying when, for a guy like me, I'll drive through a campsite to go fishing at the lake or whatever. And you see, uh, whatever, there's 20 campsites, 18 of them have reserve signs on them, and you look, and it was like reserved for yesterday, and nobody's there. So if you went onto the website, and you want to pick a spot to camp, well, these two places are reserved or whatever, and the rest of the place is filled up. So it's like, well, I guess we're not going camping this weekend. And when you go down there, you see that whatever it is, eight out of the 20 stalls are empty. So, you know, it's, it's frustrating, especially for a guy like me where, you know, I want to see more people in the outdoors and whether you're a city slicker or you've been doing it your whole life, it doesn't really matter as long as people are just getting outside and, uh, enjoying some camping and enjoying getting away from the city for a little bit. Uh, it really sucks when something as stupid as a website stops at because somebody went on and bought like a season pass to reserve a campsite for, you know, from May long every single weekend until September and then never uses it. Uh, I really don't like that. Uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty frustrating and irritating. So, I mean, if you are going to use the reserving sites or whatever it is there, if you can't make it, please remember to log back on and take your reservation off or give it away to somebody or whatever, you know, try your best anyways. But uh, yeah, if you're heading out camping, just keep things nice and easy and simple. Like I said, uh, you know, some of the best trips of my life have been either under a tarp, under the stars, or in a cheap Walmart or Canadian Tire tent. Uh, up until recently, we've never had a TV in a holiday trailer. So, I mean, don't don't think that you need a TV and you need to bring a DVD player. You know, just uh, worst case scenario, bring a couple board games with you uh, or go somewhere where you can actually do something. You know, go to the river, go to the lake, whatever. And you also, you don't need to go to an actual campsite. Uh, the Graham River, it was just, an empty spot along the riverbanks really it was just a spot between the trees that uh we just pitched the tent and you're camping uh some of them well growing up when i was living with my mom i didn't go camping at all and i would just go into the backyard i'd pitch a tent or I'd sleep on the trampoline or every once in a while i'd honestly run away from home go out to fish creek and i'd just camp out in the woods there uh, in the community forest outside of Fort St. John. So, uh, you know, you don't need, you know, you don't even really need to leave town. Uh, you know, if you, if you want to have a nice little memorable evening with your, with your family and you can't get out anywhere, uh, you know, really pitch tent in your backyard, build a fire, cook some hot dogs over the fire, Make some s'mores or whatever. And uh, yeah, don't underestimate uh, little things like that. Because uh, 
it can go a very, very, very long ways. Uh, I mean, that's why I'm always trying to reach out to uh, people with kids, especially to get them outside and to get them to enjoy outdoors. Uh, I was deprived of it for quite a while when I was young, and uh, it made a pretty, pretty big impact on me, you know. So now that I'm older in life, I'm trying to become the the guy that I needed when I was a kid. So if that means you guys listening to the podcast and, uh, you know, giving you a little hints and tips and stuff like that on how to get outside, how to enjoy the little things. You know, you don't need fancy equipment. You don't need to go on great big extravagant trips that cost you thousands of dollars. You know, just, uh, just get out there. Go out there, find a nice little open patch in the bush. Go to, I mean, if you're in Fort St. John area, Go to Charlie Lake, you know, just get outside. Get outside, enjoy the peace and quiet, look at the stars, have a fire, have a hot dog cooked over the fire, maybe catch fish too, and just uh, just enjoy yourself. But anyways, guys, I'm going to wrap this up here now. Hopefully the, uh, the old green screen worked, and you have a nice little thumb sort of a background in behind me if you're watching this on YouTube. If not, you have an ugly green screen that you're going to be watching this entire time. And uh, yeah, if you're watching this and you want to listen to it on the go, we're available on every major podcast platform. Uh, and if you are listening to this and you want to watch this and see my ugly mug, uh, just head over to YouTube and check out Buick Outdoors on YouTube. Uh, we have a little bit of everything on there for all walks of life right now. Uh, being kind of like that spring summer time we have a lot of berry picking coming up uh, plus some fishing trips and all that good stuff so yeah i'd really appreciate it if you went over to youtube uh, and subscribe to the channel and if you're listening to this you know give us a rating a comment whatever uh, and be honest with it i'm not going to ask you for five star rating rate it the way that you want and then uh, that way i can improve it or just keep doing what i'm doing but anyways guys i hope you enjoyed this if you did hit like, leave me a comment, share this, whatever, but most importantly, get outside, enjoy the outdoors. Catch you on the next one.